You are listening to Evolve with Nicolette. My name is Nicolette and I'm on a journey of healing my soul, evolving my mindset while building my up and coming small business, all the while being the best mommy and wife I can be. Please follow me on all social media platforms at Lush Paper on Instagram and on Facebook. Also, please follow my hashtag Evolve with Nicolette. Now on to this episode. Thank you so much. This is episode five. Hello, everyone. I am so excited that this is episode five. I can't believe I've already done five episodes and I don't know what the hell I've talked about for the last five episodes. And I'm totally kidding. I totally know. Um, it's crazy because, I mean, I've already, what, this is technically week five of doing this and supposedly when you're doing something for 30 days it becomes a habit so I feel like I'm getting better um if you didn't peep the new intro I had on the last episode like the one you heard right before this doesn't that make me sound like officially official it's it's kind of crazy when I found out that I could do that on the app um that there was like background I was just playing around with like things on the app and then I was like oh it says background music what does it sound like um with my voice with music in the background and it sounded like if I made that in an expensive studio I'm telling you I'm still doing this podcast on my phone while I'm reading off my laptop Now, I do see in the near future, hopefully by the next episode, I'm going to have an IGTV uh, video up by then. I've already, surprise, surprise, got my YouTube channel. Um, And I'm just going to, it's just about more platforms and just getting my message out there to more people. And a lot of people use YouTube, obviously, so... Um, it's just, um, you know, like I said, we're evolving. So we're just getting, and there's like, like if there's we, no, it's just, it's just me. Um, there's, there's no, there's no people over here helping me out. It's just little me. So when I say we, that's me, myself and I, okay. Um, so we, um, have a YouTube channel. So it's nothing's up yet, but, um, I don't want to put too much on my plate either. And I feel like already as it is with this podcast alone, I've noticed I've had to do a lot more things in order to prep for this Um, on top of still running Lush Paper. And Lush Paper is going through some crazy things right now. So I'm excited. Don't want to give too much away because there's a couple of like, you know, pretty significant things coming up and I'm prepping and gearing up for the holiday season Because technically, if you're in, like, um, I guess, like, the gift crafting department, I don't know what that's called, or, I don't know, category, um, we're technically already in Halloween. So, I'm, my mind's already on Christmas, but I know there's people that are like, it's still August, calm down. Um, but we are gearing up for that time for the busy season to come up. So Lush Paper is going through a couple things. Not that I've slowed down in a way, but like I'm shifting into like a different 
um, I guess, lane, if you will. So um, can't wait to tell you guys all about it. Hopefully by the next episode, I have everything all figured out and hopefully already have new things popping up on my Instagram. So if you're not, um, if you're not following me, please follow me on um, Instagram and Facebook at Lush Paper. That's L-U-S-H-P-A-P-E-R. Lush Paper, yes. Um, so what I wanted to go over on this episode was more about how you are in control of your own energy. Now what I mean by that, um, basically that all of the things that you're vibing with throughout the day, like things that happen to you or like, you know, let's make it more simple. There are days where you get nothing but yellow and red lights. What energy are you giving off when that's happening? So once I know that there's like a type of like rhythm in my day where I could feel a bunch of resistance and feel a bunch of, I don't know, like things going wrong, I definitely start to focus on shifting my energy on a different, um, in a different way, whether that's putting on music that I like that will get me instantly into a good mood, um, Talking about a completely different other subject, um, trying to get my mind off of what's going on. Like if I'm having like a disagreement or something with somebody, I definitely try not to like dismiss whatever we're talking about, but definitely try to change the tone, shift and adapt the mood of that conversation to get the energy back to where, you know, it should be to a less negative space. Um, so one of the things I've been noticing is I'm still saying I'm a lot so bear with me we're still it's just episode five I'm definitely learning I'm not whispering anymore it's definitely making a difference that I'm recording at night Uh, I like it better although I need to record earlier because right now it's technically 11 30 on a Monday night and like I said everybody's asleep nobody's bothering me but I am I am definitely getting sleepy by this time and by the time I'm usually done recording an episode I am so wired that I'm excited and I want to repost onto Monday. So no, this will be coming out. It's Tuesday, hopefully. I mean, Wednesday, hopefully, when you are hearing this. Um, And I didn't jump the gun and it's actually Tuesday. So no, no, no. We're going to aim for Wednesday now for a new episode every week. Um, So I have been noticing that once I record an episode, I post it. And I kind of am in denial about it. And I kind of completely forget about all about it. <laughs> so it's kind of, maybe I'm overwhelmed with either what I just had been talking about or I don't, I still haven't figured out like what kind of like emotion that is. I really think I'm embarrassed about it. I don't know how to explain it or I'm incredibly shy or I feel awkward when somebody tries to talk to me about it because I feel like I'm still not qualified. But then I've identified that as I don't know how to accept people complimenting me. Like if I don't feel worthy or if I, I'm not worthy of the praise or I don't deserve praise. So I just, you know. I've noticed that that's the type of 
like, why am I feeling this way? You know, like, I'm trying to see and try to decipher, like, where are these feelings coming from? And, or that I'm not good enough to be doing this. Definitely feeling like I'm not qualified. And it's weird because when I listen back to the podcast, it's like a really big out-of-body out of experience because, like, I know that's me. But then I've caught myself crying at almost every episode after I've listened to it either once or twice. I have not listened to the first episode uh, after that first week because I cringe just because of just, you know, like it's my first one. So it's pretty rough. Uh, And the second one was a little bit better. And then um, I definitely do not listen back to it after like a day or two of me posting it. And I just can't put my finger on, like, where those feelings are coming from. But at least I'm identifying, like, why I feel that way. So I've just come to accept, like, hey, when somebody's giving you a a compliment, I need to accept it. Like, uh, they're not just blowing smoke. Like, your people are genuine. And um, that's also the thing, too. That's that's been a major uh, tone throughout my life. And to tell you the truth... Not that my parents instilled it in me. My dad has this weird thing about, like, oh, I don't know, about, like, people that are out to get you. I don't know. It's, like, some subconscious thing that I guess I've learned how to cope with. And it, I project it that way. And my my guards all the way up. So why is it when somebody's trying to compliment, compliment me, I immediately get defensive or see if why they have... Like, what kind of motive do they have? Like, girl, just take the compliment. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Um, But like I said, I'm trying to work through all of these things. It's a legit reprogramming of how I've thought my whole life, you know? Um, And it's not my fault. It's not anybody's fault. But I've definitely noticed that it takes an emotional toll on me. After I've posted an episode, but I'm just going through, this is basically my therapy. It's my process of me. Um, and I'm just, I'm just documenting it. Um, I posted something the other day, um, on Instagram about how lush paper is my business and I'm going to step in and lean into that, that no, it's not just my small business. It's not a side hustle. I'm legit trying to start a business in my spare bedroom of my house, like in my quote unquote office. Uh, cause that's real. And I want that to be real. And in my mind that that's what it is. Like lush paper is a business and this podcast is my therapy. Um, nothing more to it. That's why I kind of refrain from putting ads. I don't know if I want to put my newfound, um, audience through ads yet. Cause I mean, I'm, I'll only be making a couple pennies though. I am appreciative of any type of money like you should be. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just, I don't know how I feel about that because I like the way how it's definitely flowing with this narrative that I have of healing and evolving. And this is just me basically recording myself and documenting it. 
Um, I do. I feel like I don't. I don't like to. I don't like to read things during my podcast like I do. I just wanted to let it flow naturally. So uh, by the end of me uh, of me um, finishing an episode, sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, what did I say for the last 50 minutes until I heard myself? And it's like an out of body out of body experience, really, when I listen to my podcast and it's crazy but I've been feeling a lot better ever since I like acknowledged like hey this is what you're doing you either lean into it or you don't like if you're not if your heart's not all the way in this then you shouldn't be doing it and I know that this is something that is probably helping people I don't know that's what people are telling me I'm having like a lot of people telling me especially like that I don't know so I've had a quiet week on, like, screenshot posts or whatever on episode four, which is fine. But the DMs and the texts I've gotten from people, like, oh, man, like, you actually listen to my podcast? Like, that's awesome. Like, that's that's great. And that's cool about it because I technically can't see who's actually heard my podcast, who's heard an episode. So I kind of like the thing of not knowing. I could just tell how many times it's just been played. That's what it says on the app. Like, um, I think the last episode got like maybe 40 plays. Oh my God. Like, are you serious? Like 40 people listen to little old me. That's nuts. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to feel worthy of the praise. Like, yeah, hey, I am doing a good job. You're right. You know, and there's nothing wrong to feel that way. It's not conceited. It's not It's not anything but, like, hey, you're doing a great job. And just you acknowledging it and saying thank you for taking your time and listening to me. And, you know, that's great. It makes me feel good. It makes me want to keep going. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... Definitely stopped putting up that block and accepting all the compliments. And instead of saying I don't feel worthy and I don't deserve praise, I do feel worthy and praise away, you know. Um, I've noticed that throughout the years, I definitely have not been in control of my energy, I'm a reactionary person, and that definitely runs in my blood. Um, And it's manifested in different ways in my last 31 years of my life. You know, I've um, arguments are always kind of intense. And, you know, I'm also a Virgo, too. So I need to get that last word in all the time. I need to be the smart one. And you're rude as hell if you're going to be the last one to say the last word and And then after I do anything like that, I feel wiped out, like it'll emotionally drain me for the rest of the day. So any type of argument or confrontation or whatever it is that I have, it really does wipe me out emotionally for the rest of the day. Um, One of the things that I have been noticing, though, is that, you know, there's a new element to my life and that's my kids. You know, like I've been 
for, you know, 20 years out of the last 31, 22 years almost of being kidless, you know, not having to be responsible of another human life, you know, and I mean, even more, I'm responsible for three and how much, how harder it is for me to keep my energy level up and positive day in and day out. I don't want, I don't want any of this, like any episode to come across is that I have this figured out. I don't. I'm learning. I'm reprogramming every single day. And one of the things that I feel like is on top of my list of of getting better is to be a great mom. Now, I know I'm a great mom, and but I mean, there's so many things I would love to improve because I am a yeller and... Definitely the last two years, I've definitely been a cut like I do cuss and I don't like that because I don't know, like it's, you know, like it's just a form unless you're a mom, she just cannot understand the the sometimes I guess like the feel of the of no control. You know, like when you have lost ultimate control, that is something that I am experiencing right now with my eight-year-old, my six, and my three-year-old. Like we, there's so many, there's three new personalities in my life and they are here and they're telling me who they are and they are not apologetic about it at all. Um, All three of them have a different personality, you know, and it's funny because they are really so similar to Moose and I, then my husband, by the way, that it's, it's crazy and funny and cute and sometimes all the while a pain in my ass because here I am, I'm a grown ass woman explaining myself to these three little boys Every time they ask me, like, why? Like, hey, I don't have to explain myself to you. I don't remember me seeing my mom explain herself to me more than once ever in my life. Even till now, me being a grown-up, it is not tolerated. And how is it that these little boys are running me into the ground like that? (laughs) I don't know. So that is definitely something that I am working on and trying to see how can I change that because I definitely don't want to be I don't want to be somebody that they're afraid of you know like I obviously you do want an element of fear so that you know I'm not definitely not my kid's friend and I'm not one of their homies so I'm not going to be you know the I feel like I am a cold mom already but I'm not going to be that type of cold mom that just I don't know like they're my sons like I am mama bear and you're gonna listen to what the hell what the hell I gotta say okay and I just I just I just want to be able to prove my point without having to do the extreme because I feel like I am you know you're a product of your environment so I feel like I am reflecting a lot of the way how I was parented when I was younger uh, definitely, definitely a lot less of what I received when I was younger, but it's, you know, it's times are changing and I feel like I understand what love is and I understand how I process that and how I want to show that to my children. 
And that is something that, you know, my mom and dad and my are baby boomers. I think that's the, yeah, that's definitely their category. Uh, you know, they're a generation of baby boomers. So they, a lot of the common factors of people around their age is that they def that they lacked affection from their own parents. So that way it was, it was harder for them to love their kids. So, which is us, you know, the, I know that we're not millennials. What are we, Gen X? I don't know. But I was born in 1987, and I didn't hear I love you a lot unless I initiated that sentiment. You know? I have a lot of I love you, too. Not, like, I love you, you know, to me, specifically. You know? It's definitely, like, reciprocated. It's not, like, oh, they, you know, like, they initiated it. And I'm not trying to say, like, my parents don't love me. Oh, my God, I know they adore me. I know. It's just that there's a lot of things that, you know, are coming to the forefront now that I'm older and I'm a mom myself. Um, and I know that I have a lot of listeners that are not moms. So, you know, this is obviously something that's not relatable. But if you could look into your own relationship with your parents and how that looks like and you know imagine how you'd want a parent um because you know we think we know it all when we first become moms for the first time but that shit really does knock you off your butt when when you know you actually have kids and you got to keep them alive um so what I've been doing to really adjust my focus and my energy is to literally let shit go. <laughs> like, I am not... Uh, now, I know my husband's going to be rolling his eyes when he hears this part. But I have been kind of turned up the last couple of... I feel like since last week, my mood, I am definitely back to hood, Nico. Like, you can't even believe. Um, I almost snatched this girl's life at Target the other day for looking, for talking to me smart. And I just, I feel bad. Uh, but people really do try, you know, just really try to try you and reach for those types of reactions. And I don't, I don't know if it's because we live in a world now where people don't really have, you know, face-to-face interaction that much anymore, but that, you know, everything's through text now, everything's through a DM Everything's through an app. So sometimes the way how you're maybe processing in your brain and the way how it comes out, it's coming off a little bit left. And Homegirl at Target really did not process that until I got her all the way together. And I'm not proud that I did that. I feel bad that I'm like that. Uh, I'm definitely of, you know... I'm I'm a recovering self-proclaimed bitch. Is that like a good phrase to say? Yeah, like I, you know, I used to take pride in being like this big badass girl and not like people and be an introvert and I like staying home. And it's like, no, like I don't want to be known as a mean person or I don't want to have this persona that I'm big and bad. Like, I mean, obviously I don't want you to think that I'm, you know, that I'm a pushover, but I'm definitely not not approachable, you know, like, I feel like I'm a pretty friendly and outgoing person. I don't want to be petty anymore. Like, I used to be proud of that shit about being able to, like, talk shit back. 
it's just where I'm from. Like, that's just a, you know, that's just definitely a cope, I guess, a, a defense mechanism, you know, when I didn't grow up in, like, the hoodie hood. Like, I really did not grow up in, like, a gang-infested, you know, area. But I did grow up in, like, a hood area, you know, where you definitely have to be on your toes and be able to back up whatever it is that you're saying. Um, But I definitely don't want to live like... Somebody's just always out to, you know, say something left to me. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to live that way. So I definitely have changed my mindset in the last year about that. I don't want to be known, you know, as a petty Betty or someone that's always super aggressive and bitchy. Like, I just don't want to come off as that. Like, yeah, that's definitely not... You know, that's not ha- that's not the energy that I want to that I want in my life. Um, so I don't feel the need to be right anymore, though. It does come out. Like I said, I'm recovering. I'm trying. I'm trying to turn a new leaf. I'm trying to stay Zen. Sometimes it's, you know, there's days that are easier. There's days where it's easier and there's days where it's not. And I have to get somebody all the way together. Um but yeah, like I, you know, if somebody tells me one plus one is three, girl, go ahead. You're right. Like, I'm not going to keep arguing with you. There's just not, like, there's just not enough energy for this on a regular basis. So like, um, and I actually read this in a book that got me started on this whole, I guess like this whole journey, it was like two, three years ago, I got a book that says, don't worry about the small things. And even though it sounds so, so much like common sense, like, yeah, duh, just let that shit go. It's hard when you've been programmed a certain way, or that's my coping mechanism of being like, you know, like nobody's going to have my back, but myself, or nobody's going to have my back as good as I have my own as I'm able to hold my own. And it's like, where did I get that from? Like, why do I have that type of mindset of like, nobody has my back? Like, where did I get that from? And that's definitely something that I've been exploring the last, you know, the last year or so is looking back at all my relationships and how how have I how have I been dependent? How I've how have I been independent? You know, why do I feel like no one's in my corner? You know, where does that come from? I don't know, tell you the truth. Like I'm still trying to figure it out. I just don't want to live like that no more. It's so miserable to live like that. I don't want to be throwing shade all the time. I'm good at it, but I don't want to be proud of that. You know, like, I don't want to be known as that. Or I don't have to have a sharp tongue all the time and be, you know, quick with my mouth. Like, I don't, I need to be more, I need to be able to reflect more. I got to take a step back and actually process the situation happening in front of me instead of being reactionary. And that's definitely something that I've been working on. And, you know, I don't know if my mom would actually listen to my episodes, but (sighs) 
I, we, so with my, you know, the dynamic with my parents and my brother and I is that we really do not talk about our problems. It's either we're already at our wits end and we blow all the way up like it's World War Three, Or if it's just not worth it, we just rather not talk about it and let's act like nothing happened. And that's been, you know, that's been toxic. And actually, my brother and I, um, we've had, you know, like disagreements like brothers and sisters, you know, you know, have. And over the years, we've been able to process whatever it is that, you know, is wrong. And I'd like to only think there's been like two where, you know, I'm super mad at him and I don't want to talk to him for like a couple days. But I knew that as a sister, especially as an older sister, I have to be the one to set the standard for that. So, I mean, you're, you know, a couple of years ago we had, you know, an argument, disagreement or whatever that was. And I made sure that, you know, like, hey, we had a cool off period. I needed to cool down. I needed to be in the right headspace. And I, you know, basically, you know, we talked it out. Instead of what our parents don't do with us, that you know, that's exactly what I did with him is that, you know, let's talk this out. I don't want to not talk to you for the rest of my life. Like, no, we can talk it out and we could be adults and we could figure it out and set boundaries or talk to each other on what we, you know, what would we do different? How would we fix this? You can have those adult conversations. That is just responsible. That's just a human way to do things. Like, I don't even know how to explain it properly. Like, that is just what you do as an adult. You figure it out and you move on. And I know that's easier said than done. But coming from, you know, a family of hotheads where we are definitely like high blood pressure and always want to be right I'm surprised that like me and my brother actually are on the same page about this and we do pretty good and we had a I had an issue you know with my parents like I said we don't talk about things so when it's time that things are bothering us we're already at like the max of something happening you know like of arguments or and it's like I want to actually talk it out like it's not okay And we need to have, like, I guess, boundaries or we need to talk about this because I don't want to just put it under the rug and move on and act like nothing happened. That's not healthy. That's not it manifests into different things like resentment and anger. And I feel like I'm at a time in my life where I don't want to feel that way towards my parents. You know, life's too, life's too short and too precious to spend it on being angry and holding a grudge towards somebody who I love and adore. You know, you do have your relationships that, you know, are only here for seasons and hey, you have to let those go and no hard feelings. It's just, you know, we're not on the same page anymore and that's okay. Um, But when you have, you know, I mean people in your life, like your parents, you know, you want to make those relationships healthy and, 
you know, you want to be able to talk to your parents. I feel like I don't have that type of relationship with my parents where I'm able to tell them everything. Um, cause it always comes with like a lecture instead of making me feel like, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Instead of making me feel like I'm safe with them, I always feel like I'm being judged. Now, I know that's normal parent things to do, but like I always feel like there's always an I told you so at the end of something or I'd rather not put my foot in my own mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd rather not hand them my foot, you know, like I don't. So I just don't tell them about the bad things or I don't. It's not really that, like, I can't really go to them about everything, you know? And that's just how our relationship is. And it just, you know, it is what it is. But I guess maybe that, hey, maybe that's where, maybe I just figured it out. Maybe that's where I get that I have, feel like I have no one in my corner. Because I can't, I feel like I'm not able to go and lean on anyone. Um, Definitely... My cousin Ivania was someone that in my late, you know, in my 20s, she was more than now that I now that she's gone, I've processed our relationship that she was instead of I, you know, would call her as my sister, but she was definitely more of a mother figure because I would go to her about everything. And obviously there was things I would leave out because I don't want her to. Uh, she gave me the best piece of advice that I guess would always stick with me forever. And that's when you're with, you know, your significant other, you definitely don't talk shit about them to some other people, especially to your family members, because they don't love your partner as much as you do. So if you're going to go back to them and you're going to stay with him or stay with her, uh, you don't talk shit about your spouse or your whoever it is that you're with to your family because they're going to use that against you or they're going to... Um, not forgive as easily as you do. Um, so you basically don't put down your relationship in front of other people, you know, like you just don't. And that has definitely benefited me. And, you know, that's, you know, you just keep your business at home and that's just what it is. And, but sometimes, hey, you do need to vent. You do need to release those things. Like, especially for me, where we moved you know, a good amount away from my normal circle of people. And I was by myself with babies, with new babies and being a new mom and um, trying to learn how to be a wife. And there's no, there's no handbook to that. So um, being a stay at home mom is definitely isolating and, you know, it was everything was just me for 12 to 14 hours a day because my husband was at work. And that definitely puts a strain on everything. Um, and that definitely played a part in a lot of what I've been going through in the last couple of years. So, I mean, I never got diagnosed, but I, from what I've read and from what I've you know, from friends and stuff like that. I know I definitely went through some postpartum depression for a couple of years because I had my sons 18 months apart. 
So within two years, I was pregnant, you know, two years of just being pregnant and having babies. So that definitely puts a toll on your body. I mean, the first pregnancy is going to always like throw your whole body out of whack because it's this a new adjustment in everything, hormones, emotions, body, your chemistry, your chemicals in your body, all of that stuff is changing uh, because of, you know, you're birthing a baby and, and then the, uh, how out of whack it is after you have the baby, like you just go through so many emotions and so many things. And there's just so many things that your body goes through just to, um, help this baby survive, you know, like breastfeeding and all this other stuff that your body's supposed to provide, you know? And those are big changes. And I feel like not a lot of people put emphasis on that and how much we go through just to have children. You know, how much as women we have to deal with. You know, obviously we have a brand new baby, right? But nothing prepares you for the emotional and physical changes that you go through when you give birth. And it's different every time you have a baby. It's never the same. Um, At least some, you know, at least majority of women that I've talked to or my friends and my family, like there's not, not every pregnancy is the same and everything's, you know, a lot of things are different, but, you know, definitely having a support system is, you know, in my opinion, that it's vital, it's vital to have to feel like you have people in your corner. It's vi- it's so important to know that you have people rooting for you and cheering for you as you do them. I mean, obviously, don't be the person that is always the one that gets cheered for. Definitely cheer others on too. You do your part in your own in your own tribe, in your own girl gang, or your own you know group of friends. Because I know there's guys who listen to this too, but you know, make sure that you are a good friend to somebody else the same way how you would want them to treat you, you know? Um, Especially in moments when you're in like a big black hole and you feel like you cannot pull yourself out. Your support system is definitely the people that will drag you out of whatever hole it is that you're in emotionally, physically, spiritually, physically, you know, and a support system could vary to, you know, to be actual siblings, to be your best friends, to be your parents, your mom, you know, whoever it is, mentors, who's your support system and who's, who are those people that you definitely can rely on. And, um, my circle is very small, but it's a strong one and um it's definitely changed over the years too uh but you know i you know, i just um it, i mean there it's hard shoes to fill right when you have someone like you know that i was very close to like my cousin and you know all of a sudden they're not here no more so you know I'm still processing that grief, I guess. And learning how to be able to lean on others and not that they're going to take her place, but that I'm able to 
trust trust other people to support me the way how I'm, you know, how I would like to be supported. Um, one of the cool things that I guess I want to leave with, um, try, I'm, I'm trying to make it a little bit shorter than the last couple of episodes. Um, couple, couple months ago on TV, there was a Spartan woman's race or a Spartan race. So I know that they do these Spartan races like all over the nation and they're pretty physical um, competitions. Um, I didn't even knew that they did it in a group setting. I didn't even know that they compete on this level internationally. So that was crazy. So I got stuck watching it. And one of the things that stood out to me was that there was a portion of this race where um, I was on the woman's um, leg of the race. And I'm watching these three girls... I guess the part of the race is that only one of your team members is supposed to have um, this big old sack, heavy sack of whatever is inside. I don't know, but it's supposed to weigh like so much. I think it's like a two sacks that weigh 100 pounds and only one of your um, and only one of your team members can hold it. So out of these three women. There's one one girl holding a holding a sack on her back, like over draped over her neck, and one over her, on her other shoulder. And the one of the part one of the her team members is literally holding her waist. And I don't know what that was for, but like I guess giving her actual support. Like, girl, I got your back. And the other team member is in her ear, motivating her the whole way through the race. And I'm like, wow, isn't that crazy? Because this girl, I could see that she, it is giving her life everything that's happening in this, in that moment, you know? Because the girl who's holding her waist is also saying things to her too. And from what I could see is that they're telling her like, hey, you got it. You got this. We're going to keep on going. We're going to make sure that we're not stopping. And the girl in her ear, like, I wish they mic'd her up. Because I felt inspired to fucking go run a 5K after I saw that, you know. Because that's how life is. Those are what your support, support systems actually do for you. You have your homegirls or your, you know, whoever it is, your sisters, your brother, your best friends. You have people that are holding you up and you don't even notice. People that got your back. When you feel like you're falling. And there's somebody right there to catch you. There's even people there that you don't even realize because you have been so focused in your own turmoil or in your own problem or in your own big black hole that you don't even notice that you have this big old support system behind you because I didn't know. I didn't know how big my tribe was until I released that first episode. And I don't want to cry. But because of that, I kept going and I'm here on episode five. Because I didn't know how big my tribe was.
And you have people in your ear telling you to keep going and to not stop. And if you don't have any, you need to go find some. (laughs) And you need to see why or like, what is it? How could you repair relationships that you've either lost or, you know, it's so, it's so whack to hold grudges. And it's funny because I say that because there's so much that I've been through in the last couple of years. There's definitely people that are not supposed to be in your life. So don't get me wrong, you know. Uh, but if you're at peace with it, you know, that's, you know, that's a good, healthy relationship with that. Like with with relationships that are not meant for you. But you need to let go of whatever grudges that are not serving you, you know, because there's not I mean, there's obviously there's no grudge that's ever serving anyone. But you can definitely be at peace with the situation and let that go and not have to be with those people or interact with those people anymore. But you don't wish them any ill will. You just say thank you because I've learned from this experience and you move on like that. That's what I'm talking about, because I definitely have a lot of relationships that you know, that don't, don't fit anymore. And that's, I mean, I definitely have a whole, you know, I've done it with my own family members, but when you see that there's relationships that are toxic, you know, you have to see what's good for you and what's not, you know? So I totally know about cutting people off and, you know, it's unfortunate, but when you really look back and see what you deserve, you know, do you deserve to be treated bad? Do you deserve to be always in toxicity and an unhealthy environment and unhealthy relationships? No, you know, nobody does. So that's when you let those types of relationships go, you know? Um, and I make sure that, like, nowadays, you know, I remember on one of the things that I've, uh, you know, Manifestation Babe, I think I always mention her on every podcast because I tell you when I, when I first listened to her, it was like life changing because that's when I really put into action a lot of the things that I already knew how to do. I just didn't know how to do it. And it, your, your energy has to be clear in order for you to attain the goals that you want to accomplish you have to be at peace with a lot of things and that means doing the work on yourself first and foremost and as you're doing the work on yourself a lot of the relationships around you will sort themselves out and or you'll be able to see with clearer eyes because your energy is clear of how to deal with certain situations and certain people and certain relationships Because you know that the relationship with yourself is the utmost importance. The relationship with yourself. To know that you are worthy of wonderful things in your life. That you are destined for great things in your life. You have to do the work and be able to tell yourself those things because if if you can't gas yourself up definitely 10 people around you telling you how good you are is not going to help either if you don't believe it first 
That's for sure. And it takes a lot of practice. Reprogramming your brain to believe these things. It takes practice. I don't wake up every day being so positive. I mean, school just started. I'm waking up every day with a migraine because I'm trying to drag my kids out of bed. But definitely I'm working on getting the energy back to, you know, how I want to feel every day. And really trying to implement that with my sons first and foremost. But I got to start that with myself. And that's why I get up a little bit earlier than they do to try to get my mindset where I, you know, where I needed to be and to do a little bit for myself in the morning, whether that's getting my meditation in, getting a couple of chapters in, whatever that is. And a lot of the things that, that, you know, like holding grudges or being impatient with our process. I put this quote the other day on my Instagram. Don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. Because that's their journey. You don't know what, how long it took them to get to where they're at. But, it's, but we're so jaded with this area of social media where, you know, it looks like everybody's success is instant. Well, we don't know the type of work they put in. You know, from less, you know, just from my Instagram, you can't tell I've been doing, I've been having this business since 2012. No. You're closer than you think. And you have to realize those things. And you, and patience is definitely something that I've been working on. And trying to work on every single day. Because that's definitely, I'm, you know, I'm a Virgo. I'm impatient. I want it right now. Instant gratification. Let me know tomorrow that I'm going to be on the top 100 podcast. Let me know I got seven figures in my bank account. <laughs> you know, like I just can't wait for those days. I'm so instead of saying like, oh, it's not here. Or, oh, my God. How long is this going to take me? Like, should I give up now? Instead of dwelling on what's not happening, I'm dwelling on the excitement of what's coming to me. Because best believe my life is not happening to me. It's happening for me. And I spent at least two to three years of going through postpartum depression and not feeling good and years of not feeling good and my my energy being off because of my defense mechanism of like having to be this big bad girl and trying to be strong and nobody could tell me nothing or nobody could get in my face about nothing like why am I walking around like that why is my energy so turnt why And it's crazy because I just could not adapt or adjust. And I would freak out when plans would change. Like, and I'm realizing all that now. And, and I guess how I'm going to end this is that it, you just, there's no timeline to this stuff. It's about when you decide to see what's going on in your life when you turn the lights on yourself. 
What is the priority in your life? What does your energy look like? How are you coming off to the world? Do you feel good every day? What's your energy like? What are you feeling? How come you feel that way? You know, like these are just simple, simple questions. Because a lot of things manifest into different things, whether good things or the bad things. And I need to be on this earth for as long as I can. And I think that's going to be one of the next episodes. I just don't know how I'm going to do it without crying. So I'm definitely going to put more, um, definitely more prep into the next episode, like whatever episode I'm going to choose to do about grief. But that's definitely coming in because that's, I feel like that's a missing link to a lot of the, a lot of my story. Um, because I've suffered a lot of grief and a lot of death in my, especially when I was young. Um, and that has definitely a lot to do with it. So, but I'm definitely not going to get into that today. (laughs) Um, so I hope I just haven't been, I've made sense. Um, and I hope you've had like an aha moment or, you know, if you have my number, text me. If you have know my DM, if you could, you could even DM me on Lush Paper. Let me know what your aha moment from this episode was. What was, did you have a breakthrough? Was there something that I said that triggered something in you? Um, let me know. I love to hear the feedback. I love the way how, how people are interpreting like what my story is saying and how you're, uh, you know, relating that to your own life. Because that is exactly why I started this. I wanted to open up the conversation of anything. And I'm just so glad that I have this platform and that I'm able to, I'm able to do this with you. You're able to see me evolving on every single episode. And I feel like I'm getting stronger and I'm getting better with each step I'm doing. And it's like an outlet aside from Lush Paper and my business. This is just me. Just me and Nicolette trying to get better each and every day. And I'm so happy that I've done... I'm still doing this and I'm here I am week five and I'm still going strong because I would have thought that by now I've already would have ran out of things to talk about. But I feel like now nah, I think I'm going to be here for a, a cool minute. And now we got the YouTube going and hopefully by the ep- next episode I will be recording at the same time as filming for IGTV and uploading this. Like, how cool will that be? I just feel like that's, like, the next step. Um, And I just am feeling so much better. I felt a little bit... I felt a little bit tired when we started... When I started this episode. But I'm just so glad that I'm... You know, that I did it. And I'm here. And I'm so thankful for people like you to sit through and hear me ramble about this on and on. And I'd love to just hear your feedback. So please, please, please at me. Please tag me. Please DM me at Lush Paper. 
tag me with the hashtag evolve with Nicolette. I appreciate you so much for listening to this episode and listening to any episode that I have and showing me so much love. I appreciate you and I wish you a wonderful, blessed day.